this is uh, Skip, and uh, I'm out on a Friday evening when uh, most people, I suppose, are out doing some kind of thing, something social or partying, and uh, I'm actually testing a recording setup while walking and getting a little exercise with a weight vest on if you hear me winded <laughs> it's one of those um it's this black thing it looks like some kind of tactical uh well it also looks kind of like a terrorist vest i mentioned it before but it does make me a little bit nervous when people look at me funny when i'm walking by when it in it hang on a second don't get run over i'm crossing the street I probably look even more ridiculous talking into this microphone. But I wanted to test this because I wanted to start recording or playing with some ambient sounds and maybe recording some stories. The first one that I want to do, I'm not going to do right now, it takes too long, um, has to do with uh, why I think that uh, this isn't all there is. And that when you, uh, sorry if the, the level of my recording keeps drifting off, I haven't learned to keep my mouth pointed towards the microphone. Uh, this one's pretty directional, so I need to, like, keep my mouth, if I start looking around, like, for traffic coming, I'll, uh, uh, my level will drift. So anyway, the uh, story that I'm going to do first, I think, or soon anyway has to do with why I believe that this isn't all there is, this, this life that you're in right now. And uh, has to do with an experience that I had, like one of my first experiences in Mexico. Okay, I gotta, I gotta restrain myself from drifting into that story, but it's a pretty good one, I think. It's a good one from my perspective anyway. And, uh, I want to record it because, um, well, partly I want to share it, and also because I find that when I'm listening to myself tell the story, it makes it easier to write a story based on it, and I think my next screenplay is going to be based on it. So, it's surprising how much exercise that you can get by strapping on an extra 40 pounds of weight. <laughs> <laughs> on your back. Um, I'm still not sure why this seems to be feel heavier than like a backpack that probably has more weight. Maybe the weight's more evenly distributed or better distributed on a standard backpack than a vest full of weight. Who knows? Anyway, I figured since I'm just walking and talking, I might as well get a little extra work out of the old body. And uh, I want to see how this setup sounds because right now it's a little bit breezy and this microphone is fairly sensitive. So I wanted to see if the windscreen that I bought for it, uh, also known as a dead kitten, 
which is kind of an unfortunate <laughs> name for a piece of audio gear. But I wanted to see if it was sufficiently blocking the wind for when I'm walking on a somewhat breezy day, or evening, rather. And um, how much of the ambient noise that it picks up. Cars passing by and whatnot. And that uh, how full it sounds as opposed to just recording with a little microphone on a, on a smartphone or handheld recorder. This is actually going into a handheld recorder anyway with a small little preamp in the line. But it's all pretty compact and I don't know, based on what I hear from my headphones, it sounds pretty good. So, trying to think of a quick little story. Here, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and pause myself for a second and see if I can come up with something. Uh, that's a suspicious-looking car. I swear, this neighborhood it just like fluctuates um, about every every th three or four months it's like you can walk around and feel safe and then all of a sudden it seems like there's some kind of gangsterling uh, element in pockets of it it's probably the way same way it is and then you know uh, a few months you know a couple months later it's all back to like you really don't have to pay much attention to your surroundings and it's all good again um, okay, I'm going to put it back on, on pause and, uh, see if I can come up with a little recollection that would be worth recording back in a moment. Okay, I think I have one. Um, it's not really that interesting, I don't think, but just an observation. And it was recent, um, when I was in Mexico in the Yucatan. Uh, just before I went to Cancun to catch my flight back to the United States, I, uh, because I didn't want to hassle with uh, trying to figure out how to get to the airport in the middle of the night, at the last minute, and getting ripped off by taxi drivers and all that noise, I decided to get there about three days early. There's somebody. Where's that noise coming from? Oh. I forget this mic is kind of sensitive and I can hear like houses like half a block away. Alright. So anyway, I'm back in Mexico. I'm in uh, uh, Cancun. And I get a, uh, a room in a hostel. Um, uh, downtown and easy access to the bus station and getting a taxi to the airport. So I decided to check out some stuff um, not too far from Cancun, like Puerto Morelos, which was kind of nice. It was a little bit touristy, real touristy actually, but nowhere near as touristy as Cancun. And it's probably about half an hour away. I'd been told that all you do, well, I went to the bus station and said, hey, uh, 
there was like these, these little uh, van services uh, right outside the bus station that go to various places nearby. And I said, are you going to Porto Morelos? And they said, yep. And they had one seat left, so I jumped in, went to Porto Morelos, and the little bus stopped off the highway, and he said, this is Porto Morelos. And I got off. It turned out it was like another, I don't know, four or five kilometer walk from the highway to the actual town. And uh, once I got there, it was pretty, but a lot of really touristy condos and uh, nice place to visit. I mean, if you're doing that sort of trip, you know, to go to uh, the beach with your family and uh, have some, uh, be away from like the, the overblown touristy stuff, I'd recommend it. Kind of like a happy medium. If you're doing a backpacker thing and want to find a cheap room, it's not the place you want to go. Uh, but if you you want, you know, a, a trip that's free from all the glitz and overblown noise and uh, promotions and uh, treated like a walking wallet sort of vibe, then uh, I think it's a good place. Not cheap, but it'll work. Anyway, so I went there, checked it out, took a few pictures, came back to Cancun. Next day, I decided to catch the ferry to Isla Mujeres, which is about a 45-minute ferry ride, which has gone up in price, like, triple or quadruple what it used to be, like, five or six years ago. Uh, Maybe it's as much as ten years ago, time flies. But um, it's really taken off, too, as far as tourism. A lot of bigger hotels and a lot of the Cancun stuff has spilled over to it. But anyway, it is pretty and it's not a huge place. So you can kind of walk and get away from all that if you want. Which what I did. I started walking along the coast and then uh, taking some photos. And, and uh, next thing you know, I'm like halfway down the island. And I'm thinking... I was here, I was there like, I don't know, maybe 20 years ago, the first time when I went. And there was none of that was there. There was just like this uh, small fishing village and a few hotels and restaurants. And a handful of people would come over on a ferry from uh, Cancun. And everybody would be gone by like five. And then be really quiet over the night. Now it's kind of a party place. But anyway, um, I remember going to the end of the island and there was some a small set of Mayan ruins I, I remembered and, and it was pretty quiet and I figured I would go check it out. So I was walking along and I'm seeing this like constant parade of tourists um, in these golf carts. Like dozens and dozens and dozens of them. And they're just cruising along at a low speed, having a good time. And I'm thinking, sweet. Um, I'll just walk to the end of the island, get my exercise in, take some photos along the way. And once I'm done and I'm coming back to catch the ferry uh, back to Cancun, I'll, uh, I'll just hitch a ride from one of them. And uh, so I went along and it was a lot further than I remembered. Got to the end and that little quiet ruin area was now they charge you admission 
just to go look at this one little like wall of fallen ruin that's at the pe the pier or the pe the tip and there's a bunch of shops and tourist shops and they're charging like five dollars for a small bottle of water um not what i remembered but anyway such as it is that's what that's the way it goes and uh i took a few snaps of some iguanas and hung out a little bit rested and uh, started on my way back to the town uh, to catch the ferry hoping uh, or figuring that it'd be really easy to grab a, a golf cart on the way back and I walked and walked and nobody offered me a ride and I kept looking at them and putting my thumb up and uh, I'm getting ready to go into some gravel here so um, through a little park hear this change in sound here um and so i was like you know i thought well this is kind of odd i figured i mean if i was there in a golf cart and rented it for the day somebody's walking along i mean there's not really that many places you can go there it's not a big place you just kind of cruise around i would think i'd get bored and say hey you want to ride i mean i've done that myself so, plenty of times hang on a second i gotta wait till i get past these people I could reply Man, I bet that looked weird. Okay. Um, so I got like further and further. I'm thinking, man, this is getting ridiculous. Nobody's like even, they're just like, they're looking at me and then they're looking away. I'm like, what is it about? Do I look scary or something? Maybe I look scary. Or maybe I look like I'm, you know, gonna like golf cart jack them or something. And I thought, well, no, I'm just like some average white guy with um, short hair and little camera bag, sandals, shorts. Um, why, what are these people scared of? Um, I just kept on going. And still nobody would stop. And uh, eventually I got to a sort of a fork in the road and I couldn't remember which way to go. So I went left instead of right, and turns out it was the wrong way to go. Because uh, the island has this sort of, well anyway, the, the road just sort of splits off and goes down one side, and you have to backtrack to go to the road that goes back across to the other side, to the road that takes you all the way back downtown. And this older English couple, I didn't know they were English until they stopped but they looked at me and they looked like they were going to keep going like everybody else and the woman just felt looked like she felt bad about it so she went ahead and stopped and they waited for me to come over and I got on and I said thank you so much I'm so tired my feet are killing me and they said do you know where this road goes and I said no I mean you're going in the right direction to go back downtown but um it's the other side other coast of the island so I'm not positive if this goes all the way back but I would assume it would uh, if it doesn't that little crossroad that was right before where you picked me up I know cuts across to go over to the road that uh that does go all the way back so they kept on going and they asked me questions what I was doing and traveling and I 
asked them what they were up to and trying to make some make some small talk conversation since there was some media stuff about the Beatles 50th anniversary blah 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 and they were English I brought up the Beatles and then they started talking about what twits they were so twits what the Beatles and I started I started recalling the that at the time when the Beatles like broke they weren't like completely popular with everybody I suppose I guess it was just the youth culture and there were people that didn't like them at all. Probably like how I don't much care for Justin Bieber. <laughs> I think he's m more or less a twit. But I guess the, uh, the tween girls would probably react pretty much the same way that I did when these uh, English folks were calling the uh, Beatles twits. Anyway, uh, so we were going along and got to the end and it didn't go all the way back to the town, to the ferry. It got to some little dead-end circle, and I was thinking, man, I'm so glad that I didn't continue walking this way, because I'd be really pissed if I'd gotten here and found out that this didn't, that I'd walked all this extra way, and it was the wrong way. I had to backtrack all the way. So, turned around, headed back, got to the crossroad, and I said, this is the crossroad, I told the English couple, this is the crossroad to go back to um, the town. They said, oh, we're not in a hurry. Where was this, where was this place that you said they were iguanas? I'm thinking, oh, geez. Okay. Um, yeah, it's at the end. It's basically where I, the end of the island where I started from. And they said, well, we're going to go there first. Are you in a hurry? I said, no. Actually, I was, but no, I guess not. And so I rode all the way back. To the end of the island where I had started and um, they decided they wanted to have a look and they said they're gonna have a, a spot of tea and I said when you say that you're having a spot of tea does that just mean that you're gonna have some tea or something to drink you know like when other people say they're gonna have a coke or are you actually going to have some tea they said yeah we, well we like our tea went, all right um, I'm not sure if they serve tea there but they said, uh, do you want to, like, join us while we have some tea? And I said, well, I was trying to get back. How long do you think it's going to be? And they said, I don't know, maybe 20 minutes. I said, oh, I guess I should relax and not be in such a hurry. So I said I'd have some tea with them. So we waited and waited, and the, the guy never came to take the order. I finally came with a menu and found out the water was five bucks. I'm like, I'm not. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and... So I'm really sorry. I, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna head and take my chances and head on back and hope somebody picks me up. But thank you very much. And I headed on and I saw uh, some women that were loading up into uh, some middle-aged women that were loading up into an extra-long, large golf cart, and they were waiting for their friends. And I asked them um, if they were going back to the town, and they said. Well, we don't know where we're going. And basically, there's only one place to go is the town. It's like the end of the town, and there's one end of the town, then the other end of the town. There's not really much anywhere else to go. And I said, well, are you going that way? And they said, well, we think so, but we're waiting for our friends. And I said, okay, well, I'm going that way. I'm going to start walking if you wouldn't mind and have the room. It would be really nice if I could get a ride. 
so they just sort of uh, looked away and didn't say anything. So I started walking and walking and walking and walking and the sun was beating down and I hadn't put any sunscreen on so I was burned. And then all of a sudden they come along and they're like in this extra long golf cart that's big enough for like 10 people and there's like four of them in it. And they see me and they're going the way that they, I told them that I was going and they were indeed going and they just looked at me and then looked away at the ocean and kept on going. I thought, man, that's kind of rude. And I thought, well, maybe the next one will stop. So I just like basically had my arm out trying to hitch a ride. And golf cart after golf cart, they did all the same thing. They'd make eye contact with me, they'd look nervous, and then look away at the ocean as if they didn't ever even see me. So... I got a little disheartened, but about maybe two-thirds of the way back, somebody finally stopped. And they motioned for me to get on, and they looked really nervous. The man and his wife looked really nervous. And I said, uh, thank you so much for stopping and giving me a ride. I can't believe I've been walking all this way, and nobody's even bothered to even make eye contact with me. And uh, they started giving me the third degree, asking me questions where I was from. I said, I come from Texas. And you know, what are you doing in Mexico? And I said, well, I'm just traveling around. I've been here for a month and I'm leaving in a couple of days. And just thought I'd come and see the sites, take some pictures. And they go, well, you don't sound like you're from Texas. And I go, well, I, I mean, I'm not, I wasn't born there. I was born in Oklahoma. Well, you don't sound like you're from Oklahoma either. I said, well, my parents weren't born in Oklahoma. They were from the... Well, like, I'm not up to anything. I'm just like a tourist like you. I'm just walking back to catch the ferry. Um, and the wife looked nervous the whole time. And, and I was just thinking, man, I got to get off. I thought, you know, I think I'd rather just be walking with, on my blistered feet than to get the interrogated on a golf cart. So anyway, we got closer to the town. I said, hey, I was, uh, thank you for the ride. Uh, I, I think I'm good here. I, I, there's a few photos I wanted to take and get a get something to drink. So thanks for letting me off. And then they they wouldn't be they were so happy that I was getting off of their golf cart so that they could breathe a sigh of relief. And I was going, man, do I really look that scary? Maybe I do, huh? So while I was walking around the town, snapping a few photos, I round this corner after buying a coke and. Uh, that was probably a beer, actually. Um, and I see that giant golf cart that's big enough for 10 people with the four women on it in the town. And they went, oh, looks like there's that guy again. <laughs> and they all looked away and there wasn't an ocean to look away to anymore. They just had to sort of look off to, towards a, a stone building to not make eye contact with me. And I started wondering, why are people so frightened? And uh, I think maybe it's not me, specifically. Maybe, I mean, the culture after, say, 9-11, where everybody is so frightened of someone who's not part of their tribe, maybe that's just become the norm now. That if you don't know somebody specifically from your neighborhood, or from where you work, or from your country, and if you don't know for sure, you know, what their deal is, then it's best that you look the other way. And 
maybe it's already always been that way and I just wasn't paying attention but it does seem like it's become the norm since September 11th when uh, we were told that you're either with us or against us and you know some people don't think that the whoever is the president or prime minister of a country really makes all that much difference but I think it does whether they have like direct power to to uh, to affect your life directly uh, maybe up for debate but when they can say one phrase like you're either with us or against us wanted dead or alive just those few words carries a lot of weight and echoes for several years and uh, I think uh, I think what I experienced walking along that side road in Isla Mujeres, Mexico is just a side effect from that one sentence. So, anyway, there's a little story. <laughs> um, so far, I'm pretty happy with this setup. Sounds pretty good. I mean, at least for my headphones, it does. I'll go ahead and transfer this to uh, online and see what it sounds like coming through some computer speakers. Could be in for a rude awakening. So, I hope everybody has a great weekend, or week ahead, and um, once I get this dialed in, I'll see if I can uh, get the stories a little bit more refined without uh, veering off in uninteresting directions, and, or maybe do a little editing. So, till next time, adios.